Ladies and gentlemen, it is August 4th, 2019. My name is Josh Moxie. I'm an aspiring entrepreneur documenting my journey. And in today's episode of Reflections, we're going to be talking about a whole slew of things. The reflection came out way too fucking long. I spent like three hours on it or something silly. And uh, anyways, I hope this episode comes out really good though. And what Reflections is, is a weekly series where after I'm done reflecting on my week, I like to get on camera and share in audio and video form my lessons, my takeaways, my experiences, and how I was growing and a whole bunch of random things like that in order to hopefully help you in your journey and you can learn from my experiences, but also to, to like timestamp, I can't speak, to timestamp my point at a given point in my history and just document my journey to an even higher degree and share what the fuck is going on in my world. Um, today should be an interesting episode. Got a lot of, a lot of potential things to cover. Um, I also want to say that I'm laughing that even as it's episode 56 right now, I still am like nervous every time I get on here, especially the more caffeine I drink. It like exposes my nervousness and I <laughs> had a decent amount of caffeine today, but uh, yeah, I'm still nervous even at this point to talk about such a vulnerable shit, especially because like I'm going through so much challenge right now, especially financially and I'm not holding it back. I'm like fucking going harder on the truth, which is very strange, but it feels really right despite it being uncomfortable. So anyways, without further ado, let's get right into this episode because I'm already starting to head into topics, but yeah, let's do this. What's been on my mind? I've been thinking a lot about becoming one with society. <laughs> I've just like lived such a weird life for such a long time and I think it might be time to finally get a job, which is, I'm like relatively excited for, which is strange as fuck, but I've just pushed myself completely against the wall to like high financial pressure. I'll talk about this later, more in challenges and stuff like that, but it's rough right now and I probably just have to get a job. Um, but I'm also thinking about like, as I as I get a job, I will probably also get a gym membership. I also need a car, so how the fuck am I gonna figure that out? Because I'm so fucking broken, so in so much fucking debt right now, um, that I'm not exactly sure how I'm gonna do that. But just like, and also paying rent, like there's just a, like a lot on my mind right now regarding becoming an adult, <laughs> essentially in terms of the expense side of it. Um, yeah, that's been super in my mind. Uh, highly considering getting a job at Starbucks and also trying to find a way into Notion, specifically by, by like solving a challenge that they have. I've been on the lookout for challenges. It's worked just paying attention to what specific challenges they have and then trying to solve it rather than going in it like, hey, I need a job type of thing. It's more just like, this is what value I can bring. So that's just a side note. Um, also thinking a ton about like notion and how I can integrate it into every area of my life because that is typically the goal right now or that's not typically the goal it is the fucking goal it is so top of mind trying to figure out every design for every aspect of my life inside notion to try to organize everything as to take control of it all and basically just put in my entire life into this system if you will to get shit done I'm just it's amazing. I love how it's worked so far with like journals, mind dumps, um, wins, like, oh God, I can't get enough. I love Notion so fucking much. 
I've also been thinking a ton about like getting more guests in my podcast and collaborations and all this stuff. Uh, I think it'd be really fucking cool to find people who I know are already doing cool things and will be doing even cooler things later. Like they're just early in the process, if you will, but they're already starting to show significant signs. I think that'd be really fucking fascinating, whether that's like artists, musicians, um, entrepreneurs, life hackers, biohackers, whatever the fuck. There's just like so many cool people that I would like to help um, capture early on in their journey. And I think that'd be really fucking cool. And then also follow up later. Anyways, I've just got guests on my mind for potential interviews. What were my favorite wins? Holy fuck, I am cooking right now. Like this long sleeve is probably not the greatest idea. So wins, fear setting. Did that for the first time. Did it actually twice. I did it once with Mox Energetics and that kind of like worked with money and sales as well. And then the other one was uh, with girls actually. <laughs> and so it's just weird to talk about on camera. But anyways, it, this exercise was fucking bananas. Like I'm, I can't believe how long it took me to do this finally because I've known about this for a couple years now because of Tim Ferriss and uh, he's the actual I think he's the originator of the exercise but it's like a three-part exercise if you will it ends up being more like six parts but it's really fucking good and it grew me a ton and forced me to confront a lot of realities I was too scared to part three especially where you had to basically you had to string together a it's a very scary picture for yourself, which is what are what happens if I don't do this or take this action or make this decision or um, I procrastinate more on this? What are the negative outcomes that occur for whether that's six months down the line, 12 months down the line, three years down the line? Those are the metrics you use. So you can use whatever you choose to do, but that painted some scary ass pictures for me. So. It was, I, yeah, there's a ton of lessons I have to talk about here and I will, I will cover those in lessons, but fuck, fear setting was crazy. On my bench press, I finally hit 170 pounds times five, which is past my body weight, which is, uh, I, for the longest time I wanted to hit 170 because that was my initial starting weight when I first started lifting weights. Anyways, I did a really fucking good caption on this on my Instagram. You can see it's the, uh, earliest picture of my bench. And yeah, that was a, and by the way, that was a win in itself. I'm really proud of how that story came out with uh, the way I wrote it. It was just like a lot better with a lot of stories rather than just points. I enjoyed when I could tell a story and like write a narrative around it. So that was cool. Um, also, I hit, um, what do you call it? Chin-ups. Once, or I had 60 on my, 60 pounds on my back for four reps. Um, and I weigh around like 160, I think I weighed 168 that day. So that's cool. Hitting these PRs, man, feels fucking good. Designed a whole ton of random things in Notion. Just like, yeah, there's a lot of good shit that I got down there, but just too many to mention. So I am job searching right now, which means I need a fucking resume. So took the time to plug this into Notion. <laughs> I yeah I've converted my was resume in a Google from a Google Doc to now a Notion like I I've created a page and a structure and it's it's really cool because I can like talk more because I've got 
um, toggle list. So it's like, hey, if you want to learn more about this, you just press the toggle and you can see like me talking about it more. It's really cool. I, I like the way it came out. Um, it kind of goes back to my original resume that I made a couple months back, which is talks about like real education versus fake education. Uh, it talks about my lessons that I learned in each. It's super fucking casual and it's just like, it's going to work with the right people, not going to work with like old thinking or people who give a shit about dumb things, but it will work with the people who respect auth authenticity and keep it real and stuff like that. So that felt good. What worked? Having a weekly dashboard in Notion to track my journal, track my mind dumps, my power lists, uh, and also my wins and priorities. Key things there, wins and priorities, I think, because I was, but uh, yeah, anyways, it's all really fucking good, but especially priorities, having them at the top of the page. So it's always, I always have to scroll through it. So, so I'm subconsciously being reminded of it. That's really helpful. Number two, having the wins there and just tracking generally what I'm doing in a given week, whether it's duplicating or not, I just have to let go of that. But having that there, super fucking helpful because I have realized that if I am not tracking something, it is not going to get done for me. I need to have this like validation of, hey, I did this thing. I just enjoy getting shit done. And it feels like me putting points on the board, if you will. And if I'm not putting any points on the board enough, if I'm not, if I do things and I don't put them down as like a, a check on the list or something like that, and I don't have that documented somewhere, I feel like I'm not doing anything. So that really helped this week and just like, adding things as I went and also just using a simple Kanban type of system. It's uh, oops, it is really helpful and continues to be really helpful. And I'll have to figure out ways to work with the duplicates long-term, but so far it's working really, really well. And also specifically using the completion dates. Um, this was completed on this day because then I can go back at any given, any given point um, filter wise and find out this is what I did on this week using Notion for every area of my life. It's working incredible. Like, I just love it so much. We talked about this so many times, but it's just so fucking good. I love using the databases. I love using the different views, the filtering options. I'm just trialing and erroring everything right now. I'm just fucking around and trying to figure out what works, being imperfect and continuously redesigning everything and uh, getting closer to that quote unquote perfect layout, perfect structure, etc. with legit every area of my life. And by the way, a use case that I'm absolutely in love with right now for Moxie Energetics and Notion is we've got sessions, we've got clients, and then we've got ongoing sessions and support, if you want to call it that. And I can link them between each other using relational databases. And it's absolutely incredible. I'm in love with it. I can have like the notes, I can have um, the the time, what was what was done, thoughts like was it paid was it not like there's so many properties and potentials i fucking love it and the fact that they're all linked up it's just so fucking good notion you were the fucking greatest first thing brainstorming my ideas in notion like as i because it does take a lot of mental energy to design something like this it is super super beneficial for me to take like 30 minutes to an hour and just list out any ideas i have around the structuring and potential ideas for how things could work because 
I'm just so fresh and I have so much energy. So I just like throw myself at this challenge, if you will, and get a lot of random ideas out that my subconscious got from my sleep as I asked it questions before I went to bed. Reaching out and asking for help. So I asked two people for their their advice on specific topics this week. Um, number one, Sam, who is the co-founder of AIR. I don't know how to pronounce his last name yet, so I'm not gonna try, but I asked him for advice on getting over my fear of cold DMing and cold emailing and all of these types of, just cold communication, essentially, because I've just been too scared. And uh, I, remember, I have to remember that people do want to help. I want to help. Other people that are good people also want to help. And so we're gonna have a call later today. I'm gonna record that, that'll be fucking useful. Um, I might even turn it into a podcast if I get his permission, because I'm gonna record it, and then hopefully, because he, he knows I'm already recording it, but I will uh, have to double check if he's, if he's chill with me putting it up as a podcast, but I'm gonna record it just in case, and hopefully I can, if, it's, if it feels like a good fit for the podcast, I could bring that into the podcast. And what else can I say? And I also talked to my buddy who is in LA right now. And uh, he is, is he in LA or is he in San Francisco? Somewhere, somewhere in Cali, okay? And he is, uh, actually he's on the, the border of Cali and and Nevada, if I remember correctly. <laughs> he's, his house is legit in like half and half, which is funny as fuck. But he, I asked him for advice on, eating shit, if you will, for a job and like his mindset around how he treats his job because it's not like the most glamorous thing ever. Um, he's working in produce or whatever. And I'm like, how do you think about this? And like, should I go for um, a role at like Starbucks? That's like, Starbucks is still still solid, but it's like, I probably the world would judge me if I got a job at Starbucks. And that's fine. The world just likes to judge. So it's always going to judge. So you kind of just have to do whatever you want to do ultimately at the end of the day. But anyways, he gave me some good pointers about like owning your role and treating it like it's yours, like your your division, your company, even if you aren't in that specific position, because that's how you get there, really, if, you're, if we're being honest with ourselves here. And what else? Just like taking complete ownership was my biggest takeaway from that. Anyways, it was good to get these people's perspectives. I'm looking forward to what Sam says later. That'll be fucking interesting. But people, the, the, my main takeaway here was people want to help. Gotta remember that. And I always forget this because I hate asking for help because I feel like I'm giving up leverage. But like, there's just a lot of good reasons to ask for help. Positively future pacing, getting a job. <laughs> I've been like getting excited for the job. I've been trying to figure out what my life will look like now that I will have a job. Like I've, I'm basically there mentally and energetically. It's just a matter of time now. Um, I don't know why I've had such resistance with this in business and other areas, but I just feel like I've done a good job of future pacing with this though. And I'm glad about that. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. There's going to be a lot of new challenges and new, new things I had to overcome. Um, but there will also be a lot of good things that come with it as well. So I am looking forward to it though, and I'm actually excited about getting a job. It's, <laughs> it's gonna help me so fucking much with finances, man. That's that's especially the biggest thing for me right now. The new progressions in Greek God 2.0. It used to be five, six, eight for, and then drop at 10% the weight for reverse pyramid training, but now it's four, for bench press, it's 
four to five, six, seven, eight to 10. And when you get to those latter, the, the highest point in that, in that specific set for weight, for that rep range, if you will, that is when you increase it by five. I love that for bench press, it's working phenomenal. The other version now is for, what do we got for? Chin-ups, it is four, six, eight. And then each time you add 2.5, fucking phenomenal. It's helped me get past my complete break, if you will, with like, or stagnant period with chin-ups. And I'm so fucking grateful for that, so. Also, I kind of did a, a version of this back in the day. I would like get to a certain, I would hit five, and then I'd hit six and I'm like, okay, now it's time to really bump it up. So I kind of just knew this subconsciously, which I'm grateful for, because like it gives me confidence knowing that I can start to figure things out on my own. I don't necessarily need a guide or whatever, but when you're in the game and paying attention, you will figure things out through trial and error. Taking a step back on protein, this is, uh, this is tough, because I want to have a shift on protein, but I'm just literally running out of groceries right now. So. Gotta, yeah, like my just my credit cards are a sick fucking joke right now. So, anyways, so, oh yeah, and then specifically it was the off days that I'm taking less protein. I know that's not beneficial, and I know you're still you still need high protein on on off days, even though you're not training. But um, yeah, it's a struggle right now. What didn't work, and how can I improve it? Just realized I have not completed this at all. I didn't add actionables for what didn't work, so I'm gonna go do that now. This might be the worst what didn't work section in a long fucking time, but let's get into it. First off, over caffeinating and then trying to overcorrect it by adding some alcohol later into the mix at like 6 p.m. ish. And then, or, or food if it's earlier on, that chills me out a little bit. And then I get too tired and I want more caffeine because I'm tired from the alcohol or the food. And it's just a fucking vicious cycle. It's not, by the way, I'm not like putting myself, I'm not getting like wasted. I'm literally having like one or two drinks of wine or whatever, but like it still is not very helpful. And uh, what was the other thing I wrote down about alcohol? Oh yeah, like, I love it. I love the low doses, but then it's not the most effective as well for productivity. I end up becoming more chill in nature. I kind of lose my my hunger to get shit done, if you will. And so it can be helpful to chill me out, but at the same time, I have to channel the energy of when I'm super chill into action or I'll just spend all the time on social media or some dumb thing. So anyways, <laughs> the actionable is drink less caffeine because then I won't have to deal with that fucking cycle anymore. Getting lost on social media and just kind of like looking for interesting things that aren't the most productive. It's so silly. The best part about this is like, I could literally ask myself, is this making me happy? By the way, I have fucking floss on my finger right now. <laughs> if you're wondering what the hell this is, I love biting these things. I love playing with them. They're my favorite. Um, so yeah, social media though. I, I find myself just like kind of going on these, these like, I'll just sit there and look at, and I'm like, I don't ask myself enough yo, is this making you happy? Because honestly, it doesn't really make me the most happiest. It's kind of just like my mini escape, if you will. So that's that's one thing. Oh, if I'm, and I, if I'm feeling like tired or whatever, and I feel like social is like the thing to do because I'm so tired, just do a low level task instead. 
Um, I can also set timers for myself to just prevent myself from uh, going on for too long, maybe like a 10, 15 minute timer. Because past that, it starts to get really fucking exhausting if I'm being honest with myself. And this is completely related to my next point, which is I'm not following my schedule at all right now. Like for things that other people are involved in, yes, I will follow it. Meaning like if I have an appointment with someone, I'm following that. But I'm not following my day the way I schedule it properly enough. Um, actionables here include focus 50. Focus 50 is like you set a timer for 50 minutes, you take a 10 minute break, and then you repeat. And I have not just, I just haven't been doing focus 50s even though they're set up in that way on my calendar. So that would be really beneficial to do that. And actually taking the time to set the timer would be helpful because I haven't done that. I've just been relying on Google Calendar notifications, but my notifications are basically off. So turning them on would be helpful. Also going to bed earlier. And this also leads me into my next point. I love how all of these things are wrapped up in the same fucking thing. So by the way, if I, to come full circle on that, if I follow my calendar properly, I will, I will go on social media less because I don't have it scheduled in all the fucking time. So just follow the fucking ca- calendar would be a good actionable there. Um, also going to bed earlier. So like wrap things up a tiny bit earlier. So like I'm going to bed at 12.30 on average right now, waking up at like eight to nine type of thing. I'd like to wake up at seven. That's usually my go-to. And I like to go to bed at like 11-ish. That would be really nice if that happened. Also because it's a lot easier to follow my calendar because it's set up for that fucking time. So when I don't have it set up and it just goes all haywire, I'm like, I don't know how the fuck to do this anymore and it just becomes more of like a guide than something I'm following consistently which is a good thing in itself and also not at the same time so follow the fucking calendar go to bed earlier my meditation did not feel deep enough this week I found myself just getting lost in thought um number one leave my bed wake like wake up a little bit like I feel like I'm doing it when I'm half of half asleep so that's not the best because I'm still kind of in dreamland not really sure what to do about that. If you have an actionable, let me know in the comments. And then also trying out different forms of meditation. So like I've been trying to do free flow without any app because I've listened to what Naval said and he said like, it basically isn't real meditation if you need a fucking app. Was his general point with that? I don't think he actually said that, but that was what I got from it. So taking the time to trying to try to step back from an app and just do it on my own and just practice pure observation is not as easy as it sounds. And so I probably should just go back to Oak and just like experiment with it, maybe just like throw in some observation here and there, but just not every day. I don't know if I can do it every day. Uh, like I can do that, I just don't know if it's as effective right now because my, my mental capacity and my concentration is just not there yet. Also, trying a different form of meditation to shake things up, whether that's headspace or Eckhart Tolle's or just some sort of different meditation. There's so many out there. Just experiment with that. Powerless items too big. So I've lost like three times, I think, on my powerless this week. And I'm just going to make things smaller while also considering. So like I had a resume, for example, on my thing, like finished resume today. I like was I barely started at the point. I just tried to fucking put it all into one. It's so silly. Start out with smaller tasks and then equally make your make sure that after you're done your power list, you use it as, like it's supposed to be a momentum builder. So after you're done winning your power list, 
then you're able to go and dominate your day much easier because you have that the pressure relieved you've won the day already so now it's time to win the day even more and just like continue with that exciting energy that momentum that positive winningness if you will and just co i just have to, for me i find that like sometimes i can get lazy after i'm done my power list so so instinctually i like try to make it bigger because i'm trying to make sure i'm still getting shit done but i've just got to keep it small and then make sure i'm still doing things after my power list is done practically no moves made for mox energetics whatsoever um i did do fear setting which is really helpful and that grew me a fucking ton my god but uh at this point, I just don't feel like, I don't even know. It's just like, what the fuck am I doing with this venture? I have no fucking clue. I just feel like such a joke in this regard. Anyways, later today, I have my meeting with Sam. We're going to be talking about something that has held me back. And I feel like if I can correct it, it'll be what I need for sales, really, um, which is cold messaging, cold DMing, cold calling, cold emailing. So if I can get past that, I should be able to figure things out. But anyway, so that's my biggest actionable there. Also, get a fucking job because I just have not earned the right to just stay an entrepreneur. And at this point, um, just haven't. So it's time to eat shit, if you will, um, and humble myself because I haven't done what's required. So it's time to pay the consequences and also work for free. I'm seeing this written down as well, which I do agree with. Work for free would be really helpful for me to just gain more, gain more success, gain more credibility, gain more clients, leverage, all of that type of shit, which is what I could use right now. Mentally giving up as soon as I encounter a speed bump. This could be like the tiniest little thing, but my brain, not my brain, my ego likes to convince me that as soon as there is an imperfection, that it must be like catastrophic because... I am like a recovering perfectionist. So as soon as anything is but perfect, it makes me feel, and I still am a perfectionist in certain areas I haven't worked on, which is number one, we've got job, okay? And that's the actual example I'm gonna use here to explain it. When I think about getting a job and I think about a certain skill set that they have on their requirement list or whatever, and I feel like I'm not good at that and I feel like I'm gonna be shit when I start at that before I start improving upon it, that makes me feel like I'm not going to get hired altogether and it makes me just want to quit straight fucking up. So helpful to instead of, because it's not real, it's just my ego trying to play fucking tricks on me. And uh, I am, so if I'm underqualified in a certain place, it's not the fucking end of the world. I can just work through it. But actionable is here. Number one, view myself as unstoppable. So you throw something at me, I will start fucking working on it, solving it, correcting it and then throw it right fucking back at you. Number two, think about if I had a gun to my head, how would I solve this? That quickly comes up with an answer because you have a fucking gun in your head. And if you don't solve it, you're gonna fucking die. So creative problem solving will come to life right there. And then third, look at your reasons and your goals and your whys that have a shit ton of emotion behind them because those will help you persevere throughout any fucking obstacle, any challenge because if it's really truly worth it to you, you will fucking keep going, period. Super behind on content right now. Um, my actionable here is definitely get specific on the due dates. That worked really fucking well before when I did that. 
and also just like trying to go faster. Like I, I sometimes take so fucking long on like the thumbnails and detailing and stuff like that. It's okay to temporarily punt this as like catch up. It's not the end of the fucking world. So doing that will be helpful. What were my biggest lessons? Have something that provides you short-term money while also having something that provides you long-term wealth and long-term impact. So for me right now, as I move into practicality, if you will, <laughs> I feel like I'm always pretty practical. You might disagree, but um, as I start my, my search for the job and getting all that type of shit going, I, uh, it is tough at times, but like, here's the reality. I have to pay fucking bills. And I hear, here's where I think a lot of people go wrong with this. The important part about what I'm doing right now is I'm trying to sustain myself so I can work on mock synergetics and energy work and create a business out of this so it gets me out of my job, okay? Where I think a lot of people fuck up is they decide, hey, I have this job, but I want a fancier lifestyle. Let's get two fucking jobs or let's get three fucking jobs to support this type of fancy lifestyle. And if you get, if you have to have kids and stuff like that, that's a completely different story. I'm not even going to talk about that, but I'm talking about people that do not need to, do not need to have the lifestyle that they have. And they could just lower their bills if they lowered their ego and just like took a step back and, uh, did the right thing, if you will, for long term, and then used that time from what they would have at the second job to start working a business. And the, it's just fucking great because as you are paying your bills, you can, you can work for free in your business and gain leverage and connections and build the network and get testimonials and all the things you need to do at the start of a business while also not having that pressure from making money from your business. You can just make money from your job temporarily. And then that long term will get you out of the job if you do the business correctly. But a lot of people don't give themselves even the option because they just want a fancy lifestyle and work two, three jobs just so to pay for that bullshit. So just take a fucking step back and start working on something that can provide you long-term legacy and wealth and uh, it'll eventually replace the short term. Creating ideas and creating options creates abundance. For me, I felt a ton of scarcity this week, okay? I felt like my back was completely against the wall. I felt like I had limited opportunities. And when I get to that place, I just have to take some, take a second, sit down, write out or list out in a digital sense ideas, whether they're good or bad, and just create some options for myself. Um, the important part here being, it doesn't matter what the quality of the idea or the option is. It just matters that you have a bunch of options because, and also, do seriously do not fucking skip this step this is crucial because if you're brainstorming and you hold on to that bad idea you are taking up space in your brain that if that bad idea was out it would be filled up by another idea whether that's a good idea or a bad idea but eventually you get the fucking good idea so it's just important to get everything down and then once you have that huge fucking list you're like holy fuck i have options i am at choice i am at cause i am abundant in options even if they're bad you still have a shit ton of choice that's the whole fucking point of this so hope that helps you to feel a little bit more abundant okay we've hit that point it's time to talk about fear setting this was a crazy good exercise and i learned a shit ton from it including but not limited to roll the fucking clubs if I don't figure out sales, it is going to absolutely ruin every area of my life. It is somehow indirectly or directly connected to sales. It's scary because I was painting my three-year picture of 
what would have happened if I didn't take any action and I procrastinated on it more. Oh my God, it was so painful. It literally affects everything. It affects my relationships. It affects, like I can't approach women. I can't do business deals. I can't sell myself to get a job. I can't sell a customer in a job. I can't sell a customer in business. I can't sell a person that I'm hiring on the vision. It's everywhere. It's just no matter where you go in my life, sales is connected and it's connected to your life as well, whether you realize it or not. Influence is fucking everything. People overlook this way too much. And honestly, this is why I'll probably be long-term is because I'm taking the time to figure out things like this. And it'll be so beneficial to me because no, no one really, okay, no one, that's bullshit. But there's so few people that realize what success is actually gonna take. Influence is definitely fucking one of them. Like I legit have no fucking shot of being a successful entrepreneur if I don't figure this the fuck out. I also can't positively impact people because I can't tell them the stories to influence them and sell them on the ideas that that they require or to influence them enough to take the action they need to take. Like there's just a million things, man. And it all goes back to sales and influence. So if I figure that the fuck out, figures everything out. So yeah, a little bit motivated to figure out that type of aspect right now. So despite what I was just saying about the worst case scenario being like really scary, um, taking the time to list out the potential what ifs, like they're scary at first. And then after you get them out in front of you, they become a little bit less scary because they're outside of your, you're, they're now in front of your eyes instead of behind. So you can manipulate it and stuff like that. But then yeah, because of that, now they're in front, you can also avoid them by like creating action steps to prevent the crazy disaster doomsday scenarios that your brain has convinced you that is going to happen, <laughs> which usually do not happen. But it was it's just important to have these like these prevention steps set out and if they were to happen, if this worst case scenario crazy fucking doomsday situation did occur, also having place or steps in place to counteract it, to repair it, to do damage control, etc. Having these set up is just like so fucking relieving. So highly recommend if you're scared shitless about something, come up with rate way, first of all, get it out on paper and then in front of your eyes, but then also find ways to prevent it from happening and then find ways that if it does happen, what can you do to repair it? Like generally speaking, these things are pretty avoidable, pretty solvable. You just need to take the time to actually do that. Doing fear setting will bring out a shit ton of patterns if you take the time to actually step back and look at what's really going on here. So for, for me, I saw like a ton of patterns and especially I saw, I was surprised at this, I saw a ton of patterns in the action steps as well. So let me list out some possibilities that might do some service. For most of the worst case scenarios, they can be prevented by detaching, by over communicating, by having really good intentions, by being prepared and practicing and also being authentic and like things in that type of realm. And if the worst case scenarios were to occur, you can do things like energetic work. You can try again differently. You can move on to a new niche or a new type of person. You can make the person regret their decision to reject you. <laughs> uh, you can embrace the reality and make it an opportunity. And 
again, like things that are in that type of realm. So hope that gives you some help when you're doing your fear setting exercise. Move on to a new person or to a new group. So as I was going through the rejection part of my, what do you call it, fear setting? So like there, a lot of it was rejection because it was, fa- was sales-based and I was scared to fail and all that jazz. So it, it, it was literally so simple. I never realized this until like this week. It was just me trying to be attached to those people in the past and people in the present. Instead of realizing, yo, I can move on to a new type of client. I can new, move on to a new person. I can move on to a new company. I don't need to stay with the people if I'm fucking up. Like I can move on to different people. If I'm rejected by a girl, I do not need to have a perfect record with this chick. I can just move on to a new area in the crowd or I can move on to um, a new type of chick that is more in my type of realm, if you will. Um, With business, I can move on to a, a completely new niche if I feel like it and if I feel like that's the right move. I can move on to a different client in a different space, meaning like, like a side niche that's kind of like the exact same point but anyways just move the fuck on into a new like you don't need to stay with the exact same people just move the fuck on period when you're truly accountable and you own the situation people are not very hard on you so with my dad this week i was i saw him i should have seen him way earlier but it took me fucking two months to go see him and it was because I didn't want to disappoint him because I didn't have a ton of great news. So I was, and I do this with honestly so many people in my fucking life right now. And it's awful. But I tried to avoid that and I actually told him that in person. I'm like, yo, I didn't mean it for it to take this long for me to go see you. I want to at least do monthly. Um, but I just, I told him, yo, like I've been avoiding you because I don't have good news. And I apologize for that. And like, that's on me type of thing. And he wasn't like hard on me at all with it. He was just like, Dude, that completely makes a ton of sense. And he like went on a little riff about like how it's completely understandable and stuff like that. So if you are owning the situation, taking complete responsibility and being like, it almost seems like you're being hard on yourself, but you're proper, you're not if you're just being accountable. Um, so you can do it with a, a love, self-love foundation, if you will. But when you're doing that, people don't, don't want to knock a person who's down, typically speaking, if they're a good person, they want to just be heard on their concerns if you if if you will but like if you are if you are just owning the fact and taking complete responsibility and not blaming anyone else they're not going to be so hard on you so just know that taking accountability is always is really always the move tables can actually be better than boards didn't realize this, this is a notion lesson by the way but certain use cases like clients and episode lists for a podcast things that have a lot of properties that are just nice to see all all on the same type of screen those are actually much better as as a, a table it looks kind of like an excel or a google sheets type of look than it would as a trello board per se and i'm actually really enjoying having this on a few lists like that specifically or a few databases like that specifically the ones i just told you about um so yeah, it's, it's basically the lesson here is it's just not always the move to have a board or a list or a cat. Like there's five and more coming views in Notion and to view your your pages, if you will, or your tasks, whatever you want to look at it as. And uh, they all just serve a purpose for, and you just have to trial and error and find which one works best for which. So, yes. 
Many lessons here will actually go subconscious and I'll only remember them when I go and actually do them. And I might not even consciously remember it. I'm just like operating on, hey, this made me feel a certain way, so I'm gonna do this. And I can't share them with you in reflections. And that's tough for me, but it is much better if I remember it in real life instead of not remembering in reflections. Or sorry, rather, I keep saying sorry. What the fuck is going on? Anyways, not a good thing to always say sorry. Just a side note, you can figure that out for yourself. But reflections, it's much better for me to remember it in real life and not on reflections than for me to remember it on reflections and not in real life. So grateful for that. But a lot of lessons will just like have the seeds planted, if you will, in a given week. And I won't necessarily have the conscious awareness at that point to be like, yo, this is something I can share right now because I just subconscious or it's just like the seed was planted. I'm conscious of it, but I don't have a, it's like a, something that develops over time. And I never actually properly know the next, next place to, or the, the ideal place to talk about this specific lesson to be like, yo, I learned this this week type of thing in lessons. But man, there's so many just like random formatting challenges with reflections, but I'm trying not to worry about them and just letting the imperfections flow because it doesn't it really doesn't matter at the end of the day all that matters is documenting what challenges did i experience <sighs> financial struggles were crazy like the pressure i was feeling and the stress at the beginning of the week was just like it was just so bad so anyways feeling a lot better now after doing the fear setting and also having energetic work done in it and also moving forward on the job like You've got to do the subconscious side of the fence and also the conscious side of the fence. And it just feels really fucking good, especially on the conscious side of the fence right now, to work on getting a job and just like accepting that, hey, I haven't earned the entrepreneur life, if you will. So job time, baby. Ooh, an annoying thing right now is that I don't have a car. Like I feel low-key trapped because I don't, do not have a car. Um, it was actually like a week or two ago I decided... I actually do want a car now. I, for the longest time, I have not cared about having a car. Now I do, because I just want a little bit more freedom and be able to go places I need to go. But the reality is I don't have fucking money for it. So I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna be doing, but I'll figure the fuck out. Also in that, I feel like I need to live close to work and a gym if I don't have a car, because I basically have to bike and then I'm like, okay, wait, if I bike, what happens? What do I do in the winter? I'm not walking. There's no fucking way I'm walking, so. Or maybe I just have to walk because I don't have a fucking choice. Maybe I have to make that time productivity time, like I'll fucking have meetings while I'm walking or listen to podcasts or record content or whatever. I don't know. I'll continue fucking hacking if need be. Oh my God, my brain has been hurting so much trying to think of all these design challenges in Notion. Like creating all these systems is just, I love it so much and equally it is just a shit ton of mental energy regarding uh, the design aspect of things. Like, and I'm not talking about literal like aesthetic design, I'm talking about systems designs. System designs are just so rewarding and equally so exhausting. Yeah, just looking at this right now, I'm like trying to figure out, should I have a global, should, should I have a global database with like filtering and like, have I, should I have it all there? Um, should I have it for ideas and plans or should I keep things, everything local? Like, what do I do? What happens if there's duplicate and there, uh, the fields are, are like overlapping and some are not being like, it's just, 
It's silly as fuck. I care too much about shit like this, for sure. Where did I grow the most? Adding every area of my life to Notion. Just, it's all consuming right now. I fucking love it. Caffeine, love my mochas, love my standard black coffee, love my cold brew. Too much, sometimes. The word tune. I love the word tune this week. I was using it left, right, and center. Whenever I got an opportunity to say music or song, it was always tune. Because DJ, come with a tune, is the origin of where that's coming from. <laughs> Young Guns and Dubstep. Like, we've got notable examples of Versa, Leotrix, Vpot, Effin, Exclusion, and like, a metric fuck ton more. There's so many good young dubstep artists right now. I'm in love with listening to all their music. It's so good. Unreleased music. We get the Versa ID, which is just like this... I don't even know how to describe it. It's just... It says Versa before the drop and something else. But oh my god. It is next fucking level. Versa is so fucking good. Like, I just can't. Also, Leotrix High Bounce, which should be out soon, which I'm really looking forward to. And then the Space Laces ID with uh, that Tramp has played in his stats before. That's still one of my favorite IDs. I talked about this back in like November or whatever, and it's still not fucking out. <laughs> it's the one where he's like, why am I crazy, motherfuckers? And then it's just, oh God. I still can't believe that got played it ever after an opening song. Wanted to lose my fucking mind. Not even I wanted to. I did lose my fucking mind. Mixes. This was the greatest week I've ever seen for mixes and dubstep. And like, I was just in awe. I've listened to five, four. Four of these seven right here. But here were some examples. You've got Wooly's Voyage Mix. Tizoki's Bass Rush Mix. Company and Sullivan King's Road to Bass Cannon. YDG's Die, aka... D-I-E, and, oh my god, Siri thought I was talking to her. <laughs> Trampa's Black Label XLs mix, Leotrix on noise, point, noise Porn, and Midnight's Young Good Vibrations, Midnight T Tyrannosaurus. I just, I'm amazed. It was so good. I have, I still have to listen to Tizoki and Leotrix and the rest of Midnight's Young, like 20 minutes in or whatever. Anyways. I'm just amazed. I love mixes. I love dubstep. It is amazing. I'm excited for Dale's song next season, especially to see Macedon and stuff like that. But that's for another day. I'll talk about that next week. And that brings us to a close. Reflections 56 in the books. Hope this came out well. It's basically just about fear setting and random shit like that. By the way, I don't know if you can hear the nervousness in my voice, but I'm nervous as fuck right now. Just saying. Um, I don't know why. Probably because I drank too much caffeine and it exposes me. So, if you, if you got value out of this episode, do me a favor, comment below what you got out of it, what your biggest takeaway was. Tell a friend, like this episode, subscribe if you like more, you can do that whatever medium you're listening to this on, or the other ones in the fucking, in the bio. Or not the bio, <laughs> in the description. Fuck, I was almost a perfect, perfect outro. Anyways, appreciate you so much for watching and listening. As always, um, don't know what I was about to say, but... My name is Josh Moxie, and I will catch you later.